What's up, Nina? How are you feeling, big girl? <laughs> oh. oh my. We got a new setup. I, I got a whole new attitude. I don't want you calling me that. <laughs> I don't like that one bit. Do not call me big girl. <laughs> I hate that. Little girl? Yeah, I called you princessa once and you didn't respond. Oh no, it didn't didn't said, it just said princess, which is a little more like, come here, kitten, than I wanted. Yeah. (laughs) Daddy's little kitten. Yeah, you can call me daddy's little kitten. You can't call me big girl. This is crazy. Big bird is kind of what that's bringing to mind. Um, I would never call you a, a child's puppet. We do have a very special guest today. I feel like we should cut to the chase. It introduced Bobby Brown. Hello, Bobby. Would you like to Would you like to tell the people about yourself? Um, I'm a I'm a musician, and um, I just sort of lay around most days. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, Where can what What projects are you working on these days? I'm about to put out an EP. Um, it's called Get Worse. Yeah, it's fried uh, garage rock. And uh, I'm very excited to be on the podcast. We're so excited We're so to have excited. you, Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown of Rent Boy. We are going to be talking about music, music festivals, the people that listen to music and enjoy it. So we wanted to start with a quick cue. And I feel like the answer is obvious, but we wanted to talk about if anyone here has been to a music festival. Several. Yeah, I'm just, I'm like banking good money that you haven't, you know. Oh, yeah, no, I was waiting to give you a spiel about why. About how, how the could that ever... many different ways you would kill yourself oh before my God, going to a large music festival. crowd, you can't get to the bathroom, it's only porta-potties, it's hot, people are stampeded. Mm-hmm. Either way, tell me, Bobby, none of those things happened to you? No, none of them happened to me. I've kind of run the gamut of different kinds of music festivals, from like really small niche things to like like the big... Uh, corporate ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I for my high school graduation, my parents got me a ticket to Bonnaroo. Oh, uh, yeah. I had to ride middle seat the whole way there in my friend's uh, sedan, which was very fun for twelve hours. It was okay though. I think I was on a lot of Percocet from getting my wisdom teeth removed, so oh, it was it was yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. And how was the festival? Um, it, uh, what was I, your favorite act? Was, was it like, Bjork? Oh, Bjork. Yeah. Well, okay. um, I had never heard answer. her, and I just sort of wandered over. And um, I was I was pretty high, and I was um, really enjoying it. But then after that, I got separated from all my friends while seeing Passion Pit. I had a huge oh, crush on uh, yeah. the lead singer. What was this? This was your senior year of high school? Yeah, it was like 2013. 2013, okay. Yeah, I'm older than 2013. Michael. Yeah, Michael Angelakos. Very hot man. He looks like a um, you know a private school English teacher, but like kind of the fantastical version of that. Olivia, have you ever been to a pod? Oh. <laughs> I've ever been to an, an apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, I went to Afro Punk, but I feel like no, that, okay, doesn't that doesn't count because no. it wasn't like a days long. And then I've been to like <laughs> no, because they're like Prospect Park has like music. Yeah, I'm not counting that. Okay, I was counting the one where you have to get the wristband. I think I got wristband. You, did you Africa? ever go to Gubbalk? I know I never went to Gubbalk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You went to Gubbalk. Yeah, I went to. Wow, you're a I saw Bjork again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> after, after once bit in, twice whatever, yeah. you were addicted. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This this had me thinking about, like, what is it music? Because, like, I, you know, I went to Making Time, the Philadelphia oh, yeah. special. I, w- I went to that last year. Yeah, that was very nice. That was a day-long thing. And Vibe, that was probably the closest thing mm. to a music festival that I've been to. Because it's, like, different locations in a field. But... 
It didn't have any like large acts. I guess, do you have any funny stories from music festivals? What's your favorite one? Yeah, uh, that you've been to? hijinks and shenanigans. Oh my god, what? Oh, well, my boyfriend told me to say this, but one time last year, one of my friends was working for Pitchfork and I got VIP tickets for it. A, we got kicked out of the area because we were eating all of the food reserved for the artists, which I'm not guilty about. Mm. But secondly, we were walking backstage after Cupcake performed, mm -hmm. and I was so anxious, low on sleep, took the budget flight there, it was yeah. terrible. But I stopped my boyfriend from getting a photo with Cupcake. You were rude it was a to real... him? You were like, no, don't do that. Uh, yeah, I was like, don't bother her. After like, she's... you were there eating all the all of her food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, we could have a photo of us with yeah. Cupcake. And so I really think I made the wrong choice there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she tours in Philly a lot. I she just does, like the yeah. idea of you, like, fistfuls of, like, grapes from her <laughs> spread. Being like, don't fucking talk to her. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> the buffalo what so. was the spread like? Um, it was not what... I, I feel like... Uh, it, it wasn't that great. I mean, they did have, like, a cocktail station, which was really nice. Like, alcohol? Yeah, like, wow. it, it was free beer, free... <laughs> it, was, it was very um, multi-snack kind of pack-esque. Um, there wasn't any, like, meals, per se, yeah. which I found a little surprising. You had to pay, like, $20 if you wanted to get a hot dog or something. I see. Well, they're expecting, they're, like, discouraging that. They're yeah. like, you, you don't need it. <laughs> Where are you from, Bobby? What coast? I'm, I'm, what, what coast? Yeah, yes. we literally don't know. I'm, I'm from Maryland. Okay. In the country. Yeah. You could have been West Coast. Yeah, well, I was thinking, because that would, like, I feel like LA kids, like, went to Coachella in, like, a casual yes. way that's, like, mind-boggling to me, because, like, a, my parents would fucking never. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I think I wanted to go to Govball like yeah. ninth grade, Same. and I like had friends that were going, yes. and my parents wouldn't let me because like my parents would let me. They were like, "You just have to pay for it," and I was no. like, "Oh, I'm a child. I don't have yeah. this money. Like, I can't. I can't do that." Yeah. Um, and because it wasn't just the tickets, it's like a whole fucking ordeal to get there, and then you spend all this yeah. money when you're there. So it's like the tickets are three hundred dollars for three days, which as an adult is really not that bad i guess but, but as a child that was like three thousand dollars you're like ballpark <laughs> rules where you yes. can't you're stranded you can't bring in alcohol yes. or food so yes. everything's upcharged i'm just like especially the camping ones the ones where you're there on site it's yeah. like that i could it's not nothing do. that i would ever really want to do but it is it's kind of a crazy not so experience it makes you sense gotta bring people. an rv like if it rains you're screwed mm -hmm. i mean thankfully when i went to bonnaroo it didn't rain but like if it had it would have just been like uh fucked yeah. Yeah. and no one's packing well for these things right because no. you're trying to look changes cute. of clothes yeah that's yeah. the thing you're trying to be on your cutest looks and trying to like live in the moment feeling good but, like, if you're on, like, day three of no showering, you're greasy, you're sweaty, you're hot, you're mm -hmm. bleh. It's just, like, like, I feel like I couldn't be in the moment. Yeah. But it's, like, you're hungover. I'm also really bad at, like, a bender. I always think, ooh, that was fun. And I just, like, I don't have it in me. I Ain't that just the way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I like the idea of you think about people being good at a bender. I like, know they're like... on a bender. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, so... like, everything is good and I'm invincible. Yeah. And then you have, like, so many weird bruises. Well, it's I feel like, like I'm, like, hungover driving. immediately. I'm like, this is already, it's already worn off. I'm already covered in bruises. I can't keep the momentum. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I can get there if I put a little effort in. Apocalypse. 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 Wow.
I'm Olivia. And I'm Nina. And we have special guest. Bobby. And this is still Apocalypse. Wow. wow. And today we are talking about uh, music festivals and what they have become. First things first, what's hot in the news? What's going on with Burning Man? It's crazy, man. What you can seat here i've been dying to say this can i just give a brief rundown yeah i asked you to so <laughs> permission <laughs> please <laughs> permission please speak um yeah so burning man venture capitalist playground if you will it's where all the tech guys go to frolic in the desert and normally it's very dry difficult weather difficult climate difficult to yeah, be in it's a little about, is this is it like joshua tree no, it's in Nevada. It's in Nevada. Yes, that's in, right. Black but that's is that Death Valley? No, no. Death Valley is it's, California based. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Typical West Coaster yeah, Bobby exactly. Brown. Yeah, yeah. LA. <laughs> no, you're you're confusing it with a gay guy who was obsessed with maps as a child. <laughs> Either way, it it's normally dry, it's normally dusty. I know there's like the like dust tornado things that happen at Burning Man. Lots of shit happens. This year was different because there was like flooding and rain which you would think like wouldn't be that big a deal but it kind of fucked everyone's shit up it was really bad i think <laughs> the worst items for me were that the porta potties like immediately flooded and then were non-functional and mind you it's like a desert so it's like you can't like go behind a tree or something you're just like fucked True. it's like not plains, a good environment flat yeah plains. flat plains you're like drinking all this alcohol you're like probably like smoking a ton of cigarettes you're like you got nowhere to poop for three days Mm -hmm. stressful the other thing the dust the dirt if you will i found this very interesting this is kind of scientific this is some girlies in stem moment the sand it's not sand it's alkaline dust alkaline being like very basic so this is already an issue i think i read about this last year there's something that you can develop called like playa foot and it's like trench foot it's like the opposite of trench foot but it, it is similar so let's yeah, say you're getting a little my my soldiers getting fly yes i mean it's re- it seems very uncomfortable so like in a normal burning man you are dancing around in your boots maybe you take your shoes off you walk around in the sand a little bit you put your boots back on and you're off to the dance floor you're dancing away you're getting a little sweaty your feet get a little clammy you wake up the next day the alkaline dust has drawn all the moisture out from your feet and so you'll get these very deep cracks in your feet that can take like months and months and months to heal it's very painful your feet are like red and inflamed it's nasty so that's like on a typical burning man that's something that they prepare you for on the burning man website there's a lot of information yes the burning man website is extremely comprehensive it's very honest yes and so they tell they tell you it's like they say to you, you bring a little bit of vinegar diluted with water in a spray bottle and you spray your feet down before you go to bed so that you keep the pH balance right. Cool. 
So it's much worse when it's wet because you really get this this alkaline dust mud, which is different than like a traditional mud because it's bad for your feet. It also like sticks to your boots like cement. So you were seeing a lot of videos of people with like mm-hmm. these sort of like, like, like mega like Mad yeah. Max style futuristic boots. Very Huge Balenciaga. Boots. Yeah. Big old boots. It was literally the Balenciaga runway, but they had like these like... True, that was actually muddy. That, the that, that there was, was like, a lot of memes about that. Stuff. Being like me looking for my vape at Burning Man, like going through the... Um, but it like gets stuck to your boots. It's horrible. And it will fuck up your car real bad, which is the yeah, issue. So bikes people, and stuff. Yeah. I've seen that. So you're trapped. You can't get out. Some people got out. Notable people who got out. Diplo. Diplo, Diplo with Chris Rock. Wood. You didn't know about this? No. No, I just heard lots of Diplo. I've been thinking about him a lot. We were just listening to the Azalea Banks take on Diplo. Apparently he has a dirty dick. Well, she was just oh. saying, like, I, I, I thought, well, I didn't Did listen to that Did she say dirty? Part. I feel like she said, like, something way I thought funnier. it was, like, morally dirty, because was, yeah. she was just saying, like, oh, that she, like, fucked him when she was a teenager. And At LaGuardia, like, let's go. Ow, ow, ow. Uh, <laughs> and, uh... And she was Yeah, like, why didn't Diplo fuck us when we were at LaGuardia? Because oh, we weren't rappers. That would have been for Diplo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, she was just like, oh, I had to, like, shout out Diplo. He did give me a lot of my career. I'm not going to pretend like he didn't. And, like, I had to give up some teenage pussy for him yeah, to do that. Yeah, and apparently he, like, loves, that's, like, his game. And he, like, well, it, she was also saying he was, like, a ethnic. sex tourist. Yeah, he, he, and he likes ethnic girls, but he's, like, a sex tourist slash sex pest, which I thought was funny. Diplo and Chris... Chris Rock, my favorite, this was my favorite person, I think the person who served the most iconic look of Burning Man, I was like gleeful when I saw this, Neil Katyal, and I didn't know who this guy was, yes. Wait, who is that? So, the Nestle child labor, um, well, child slavery, oh, let's say it correctly. Yeah, he yeah, was uh, the successfully defended Nestle yeah. uh, against uh, child slavery accusations, or actual, you know, it, it happened. Yeah, it in, happened. Uh, and he got away with charging for water and stuff. Right? Yeah, I mean, Nestle, crimes. I mean, the, I don't know if he was a corporate counsel at the time of this, but Nestle's so evil with, like, the breast milk stuff where they tricked all these women into using their, like, inferior product of, like, um, formula and then it like killed a bunch of babies you know the vibe this guy had because i did see that picture Mm. he's dressed crazy he had the vibe of the dr bronner's they them you know what i'm talking about the dr bronner's ceo who came out as they them and then as a cat boy i do not know what dr bronner's ceo looks like it's not what you would think david bronner Oh! Oh my god! <laughs> okay, this guy's like a lot more gay than Neil. Neil's yeah. like definitely getting like he has only women on his Tinder, and he sets his age limit from eighteen to like twenty. That's what Neil's giving. All right, let this man live. I can understand the font on the side of those bottles yeah, a little better yeah. now. Yeah, so true. <laughs> he he's developed a brand. I don't know why I thought Dr. Bronner was born in like the eighteen hundreds. No, I mean. I, is this is this is the second Dr. That's Bronner? Like oh. Dr. Bronner is my father. <laughs> it's like when a mall adds, uh, like they call themselves the shops, and it's S H O P P. Yes, yes, It's a little bit classier than your average shop. Yeah. So this Nestle guy, he was making a funny face. Was that he? It? He posted just like an iconic selfie that everyone was like dying about because it was like he was just like serving face card, <laughs> and he had this necklace that was like yeah, a his huge necklace situation was necklace confusing. Of, like it looked like a three D rendered. It was some 
guy with like dreads and he had like a screaming face i tried to look into what the hell that was of couldn't mm. figure it out he it also seems like a talisman like it would kind of like take you to a, a dark realm yeah i mean yeah but it was like a shrunken head or something it reminded me of like uh what people who are really into ai think michelangelo was about yeah for yeah. sure his also the company he bought the shirt from was really funny i don't think you've watched i think you should leave but the I, bit I'm where he's like familiar. a i don't fucking like that guy. yeah tim robbins there's a bit where he is, is like the more complicated your shirt is the higher value and this is <laughs> an actual company high. that is like that is their artist statement is being like we're like all about <laughs> chaos and maximalism and it's like this shirt has a crazy pattern on it and it's That's gonna cost awesome. you so he's like just an idiot and just like the idea of him like taking off from nestle where he's probably making like five billion dollars a year i don't even know he, he the thing about corporate councils they also sit on their ass until something really bad goes down so like he only does shitty things yeah i would hate to interact with that guy especially in a non-legal setting i guess i would rather who would you know wanna? whose silence has been deafening throughout this who's mr elon? jared leto i yeah, feel like he fucking oh loves to burn well He's- where's elon musk he didn't go to burning man same with grimes i was surprised by that do they usually go no they but seem it like seems like a moment i know them, jared yeah. leto is, uh, man. Uh, uh, I don't even know, like concubine, what's the word for it? Gave birth to twins, I think, recently. recently. Yeah. yeah, it's like his 26th child. Yeah. 26 and 27. You know, you gotta keep pumping them out. He's gonna start mm-hmm. calling them, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He has to kill his heirs so succession works through. So, right. Yeah, he, he picks out the weak so that he has a really good bloodline. Damn, that is crazy, though. This is Elon you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. He's doing Nick Cannon numbers and no one's even talking about it. He is. Everyone's it. talking about it. It's crazy. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's we disturbing. just said opposite things. But people are being so mean to Nick Cannon, and he only has 11. He's the camera guy, right? No, Nick Cannon has more Am kids. I an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> Nick Cannon, who was married to Mariah Carey? I don't know him. What? No. He's a he's like yeah. from while and out. I mean, he doesn't have he has like he's an incredibly wealthy guy. But besides having been married to Mariah Carey, he doesn't have that much of a substantial resume. But okay. he does have like eleven kids. Yeah, he has twelve kids. Elon Musk has ten kids. But I believe the difference is that Nick Cannon has a few more baby moms than Elon Musk. But Elon Musk does have but ten kids among to like repeat. five. Nick Cannon has started yeah. to circle back. Yeah, he's keeping it. In the I wonder. Yeah, how many baby moms? Is it's the sign of a true it? artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean yeah, they are just trying hard. to create like an empire. Maybe they'll start singing together or join a militia. Yeah, he could militia. do like a Michael. Yeah, he could do a Jackson Five. Jackson Cannon Ten, Cannon Twelve. <laughs> so, yeah, but well, let's be real. It's gonna be Cannon Sixteen. <laughs> I know. And then uh, yeah, you can really do it forever if you're a man, Robert. Yeah, who are those old Italian? Mick Jagger had a, had a kid, I think, recently really? with uh, his ballet. Uh, what, what what is the word for a, a ballet artist? Ballet dancer? dancer. A, ball, a ba- ballerina? Ballerina. What the fuck? Yeah, he just had a kid. He's 78, so, you know, you can keep it yeah, going. Yeah, no, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are both, mm-hmm. like, 80 and both popped one out. Okay, Burning Man. So, Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does it mean? We've talked about what's happening. Why is it happening? Should we do that? I do just want to highlight one 
the best thing that's come out of this and I think this circles into just like our ravenous need for bad things to happen to other people Mm -hmm. but Brace Belden of Truanon single-handedly manufactured an Ebola rumor about Burning Man and it was unbelievable to see how far that spread and it literally just started with him yeah no it's just Brace it was just Brace and he like got like his weird he was like making these texts to and from like his weird friend like Trulip or whatever like some bizarre name just like some strange (laughs) name and he's like oh yeah like meet me by like the like ex machina cantina and like wait i don't understand he was just like starting this rumor that like people are like things are getting really crazy here man and like people are starting to blow up in their city was he at burning man no he embraced him i don't know where the hell he was but he was certainly not a burning man (laughs) and he was just sitting back and all of these like q and i would share a tent with brace belton anyone would okay wait what does he look like he's kind of like funny, a hot and like a jewish way yeah hot okay jewish sign way. me up he's like 10 <laughs> feet tall though and like looks like it like he like has like like looks like a puppet is that of. supposed to be a negative <laughs> it's kind of a negative and a positive <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like he can get better glasses brace that's my advice to you that's your glow up right waiting for you if you're listening like he fucks like immensely oh i can't even imagine it's yeah we'll cancel him one day for it no one's allowed to fuck I'm booed at this bed. <laughs> Stay off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Burning Man has, as of Saturday, I believe, put out a statement. They were closing closing the camp. They were telling people not to come. They said, all event access is currently closed. No driving in Black Rock City. Gate road status will be updated in real time. They said, no driving is permitted except emergency vehicles. If you're in Black Rock City, conserve food, water, and fuel, and shelter in a warm, safe place. More updates to come. Do not drive to Black Rock City. You will be turned away. So they were going full disaster mode. They were saying, we are not accepting people. Conserve food, which is, when you know something is getting crazy, when they're telling you, like, conserve food, stay inside. It's like, you don't have backups. They're not coming. Um, It's the Ebola running rampant. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's hard so for me funny if there was a to understand what was actually causing the chaos. Like, I guess it was the transportation was limited because of the mud. Yes, and this is what was so crazy about the people who, like, walked out of the desert and, like, hitchhiked a, a car. They all ditched their rental vehicles or their not rental vehicles in the mud in La Playa or whatever. Like, they to, to like, walk away... Maybe, I guess, you have a friend who's staying behind who drove you, but, like, I think in most of those cases, like, I'm sure Diplo came in a vehicle, and they well, just, Well, Diplo like, left, left in a vehicle, right? He was in a pickup truck. Yeah. I thought no, that, was that the they thing. got picked up by fans who, who they hitchhiked off the road. You oh. had to walk six miles in the mud, and then you get to a road, and you can hitchhike to a restaurant that's, like, a couple miles down, and then there's Wi-Fi, and all these people were, like, taking pictures in this random restaurant off a Nevada back road, being like, we made it out. But they're all just, like, leaving the abandoning their vehicles and there was a lot of images that were that was on the internet of just like i mean some of the vehicles were like stuck in the mud like definitely totaled like i guess whatever but i would still want to pull that for parts um (laughs) (laughs) some junkie's gonna have a field day (laughs) i mean i think for me it's like that all plays into the idea of like 
these people are trying to have some kind of like quote unquote community based around the idea of quote unquote self reliance while also mm-hmm. simultaneously bringing in massive amounts of things that were produced by an industrialized system. So you can't really have it both ways. So you know, right. as soon as the other shoe dropped, it was just time to pack up and go. Right. These people are. To I mean, it was like six hundred dollars for a ticket or something. Yeah, not even counting everything else. Five hundred for a ticket, and then like three hundred for a vehicle pass. It was one forty for a vehicle pass. Okay. I don't know why I remember that My number. Bad. It, but it was eight days and five seventy five a ticket, one forty vehicle. Pass. I was surprised on their website. And that doesn't include any accommodation. They gave a very transparent, earnest breakdown of the cost. They gave a lot of cost comparisons. They clearly like recognize that selling tickets goes against like the very concept of Burning Man and like the ideology, and they feel guilty about it. But as we'll get into later, they don't really have a choice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess the idea <laughs> is that they want people not to die, so they like want they're having like culpability and that they yeah, need to liability. have money to like give people water or whatever litigation they're not doing that well now but like no i think you can get free water there which i don't know if you can get at coachella yeah i mean at other music festivals no but i mean like probably not once shit hit the fan no i don't think so conserve water no because they still had like emergency vehicles that were able to come in so i don't think there was ever like a full-blown like like shortage shortage they were like mm-hmm. telling people to ration but it wasn't that serious and then they were like we're all coming together it's not that serious yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that is what's interesting about it is like now i think the you know doors have opened or whatever they're yeah, letting people but leave not until wednesday i saw people leaving wednesday our insider source left sure. wednesday. <laughs> but like they had to rough it for like two days it wasn't that big of a deal and they probably suffered more damages from leaving early than they would have from like yeah. dealing with it yeah and it's like the whole thing something that i put in the doc that we can talk it's like a digression but was this the revolve music festival was like a party from like uh 2022 coachella they had like a branded party and it was a bunch of influencers who were invited to it and then they were like freaking the fuck out calling it Firefest fest 2 being mm. like revolve brought us out here into the desert and we're dying Revolve Festival. So the Revolve Festival is an invite-only party that's going on the same weekend as Coachella. And the only way you can get to Revolve Festival is if you take their specific shuttles to their grounds. I didn't even get into the festival, guys. I waited in line for two hours. It's We're failing on Revolve because the transportation and it was Fire Festival 2.0. The logistics of getting to the festival were dangerous. There was pushing, shoving, shouting, yanking people in front of the buses, people standing in between the buses, like, while they were moving, just to get on these buses and get to the Revolve Festival. Big yikes. And then the actual, like, situation that had happened was that, like, it wasn't on the grounds of Coachella, it was somewhere else, and then they had, like, a fucky transportation situation where people had to wait, like, three hours for buses, That's which is annoying That's and not that big is, of a deal. Though. It's like... Yeah, that's pretty, I, I feel like, standard. Like, like talking to Danny, who played it, like, I think last year or this year, I can't mm-hmm. remember, but, like, you have to wait, like, four or five hours to even get any kind of ride out of it, so. Yeah, I guess it's, like, the idea of influencers who are being given a ride for free or, like, given a ticket for free or asked to go to an event, like, assume that then they won't have any inconvenience. And, yeah. Uh, which, like, is sort of the uh, the Burning Man vibe of, like, it all needs to be like roughing it but only in the scope that i'm like anticipating and comfortable with and once it gets a little unpredictable i will not stand for it which is like 
this entitlement, which I think does get a little different with influencers specifically because they are doing like work in a way, you know, like they are working if they're attending an event, you know, that's, that is their job. That's what they're doing. So then they're like, what the fuck? I was asked to come here and I have to wait three hours. But it was very funny because I remember seeing that. And then I was digging into it, really looking for something more. And it mm-hmm. was fully just was that just they were pissed off that they had to wait a while. That. I wouldn't want to wait in a line for three hours, but also no, the thing is, sure. <laughs> everybody's a VIP, nobody's a VIP. And that's exactly. the issue we're running into. Right. Well, yeah. Like, Cause now you get like micro influencers mm-hmm. and stuff and like, yeah, everyone Nobody's fighting for the micro-influencers. Like, I'm always saying that. Thank you. Um, micro-influencers apocalypse. Wow. Oh, my God. Get us we're not ticket. even there yet. No, we we're... do need to go to some fucked up branded, like, event. We sort of talked about Firefest. I thought we wouldn't get into Firefest in detail because that was so recent and everybody knows about it. But it was, it... like, five years ago. What the fuck? Five years ago? It's a snap of the finger. I don't know. They had people. They went. They got these bad cheese sandwiches. Everything was fucked up. Yeah, I guess that's... Well, Firefest was fucked up because, like, it didn't happen. Nobody and it was played. on an island, so it was like you were really trapped. Well, they also destroyed the whole economy of the island. <laughs> <laughs> For years crazy. and years ago. Which great. is the thing that they just, like, brush over all the people being like, yeah, I was I counting on this sandwich. to save my business. <laughs> and then it's just like that whole island's economy is destroyed. I thought a beautiful example, a classy example, was Woodstock 99. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this because it was there's there was, like, three major Woodstock events. The original... Then 94, right? And then 99. 60, 69, 94, and 99. So 69 is, like, awesome. 94 is, like, similar to the initial event, but it's a little different. They've, like, got, like, some new acts. They've got Metallica. They've got, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, it's, like, the vibes are shifting. But it's still, like, at the original farm. It's, like, acres of, like, beautiful grass. It's nice. Notable thing that happens in 1994 is there are gate crashers. And so they're selling tickets. They used to be $18 and 69. They're 135 and 94. Probably. Well, think about inflation too. 69, like a fucking. That's probably like $300 now though. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. Honestly, 69, $18 was a lot, but that's people met the love of their lives there. And it was like the, the place to be. So it was worth it. Babies were born. Babies were made. Either way, they crashed the gate like day two of the 94 event and just like people flooded in and nobody really ended up buying tickets. So there wasn't like good ticket revenue sales. Good, spirit of yeah. the festival. Right. Well, 1999, they were like, fuck no. Fuck. <laughs> you bitches no. are gonna pay him. Literally, literally. Well, also, they started to realize, like, oh shit, we can make some serious money off of this. So, like, corporate sponsorships got involved and they were like, we are not down for people to come in here for free. So, instead of having it at this lovely, beautiful farm, they literally have it at a military base that's like all cement. Oh my god, Foucault is going off in the yeah, comments it's right like, now. It's like too really? much. It's like a joke. It, and, and so, it's like hot cement concrete and there are these like 10 foot walls like barbed wire on top so like not only can you not get in you can't get out like it's like the lockdown it's also a real cultural shift it's like all this new metal little biscuit stuff it's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up everything is fucked everybody it's just like it's a different vibe it's no longer like hippie la-di-da it's now like Rose brashing out to Limp Biscuit and like there was like a lot of like but that's the narrative I feel like no I, it was really like they like broke all the shit like that was like a thing was like just like breaking all the platforms yeah, while musicians were performing yeah, break shit give me 
yeah. Of Limp yeah, Bizkit. Give me something to pray. Yeah. I do not like Limp Bizkit. <laughs> I, I do don't either. Fuck with those words. <laughs> They're also each uglier than the next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was not a very hot crowd, but no, I think but they were like fucking. I mean, hippies are fucking disgusting, and we're also, I'm sure, there are a million thirteen-year-olds getting fucked. Yeah, as a but it was appropriate shit. at that time, and in '99, it was no longer. <laughs> 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 either way, nobody got in for free. They made a ton of money, but it also was like literally. Well, how much for tickets at that point like Still like 100 no they must have been like 250 or something but it was like also they were getting all these corporate sponsors which they didn't have at 94 and 69 obviously so it's like not only are you paying money you're also like looking at a bunch of advertisements which is really where the path leads and i think 99 was sort of the establishment of the modern music festival mm-hmm. where it's like okay this is a money-making device this needs to be highly regulated highly controlled and we need to be milking every every penny we can get from this thing. I think they also didn't give free water at this show and that like now you are not allowed to do that, but like you had to buy bottles of water so people were just like passing out in the heat like drunk, so dehydrated, like it was just like a nightmare. A total nightmare. I don't think they were carding people well enough. There was, like, a, a story where it was, like... A, carding people? Certainly not. No, well, they should have because it was, like, there was a show that was going on and part of the show, like, a truck was, like, driving through and the band was playing on top of the truck and it was, like, that was the show. And then it turned out, like, a 12-year-old was being raped in the van at the time of the show. Like, it was, like, <laughs> insane. It was, like, that... You can't let that shit happen, especially yeah, if you're Mr. Lockdown Formality. Yeah, then they made Warped Tour, and you don't need to be in a truck. <laughs> yeah, then they made a safe space for 13 year olds. The best festival that I ever went to was like on this island in. Or it was on it, it was in Crete in, in oh. Greece and um, it was <laughs> okay, like a, Bobby Brown yeah um, a tiny club you know it's called Nature Loves Courage it was maybe like 500 people max at any one time it was like headlined by, by um, Juliana Huxtable okay and cool. just like that idea I think like something that's really lost or like I haven't seen from any festival in America is just the idea of like connoisseurship or doing it for the sake of like art. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like that, and like maybe, do you know about all tomorrow's parties? It, it, it's like a, a festival series where they would have, like, I think Animal Collective did one, Deer Hunter did one, where it's just like you would get uh, a band to program everything and then only handle the logistical details. Like, well, that's I think that, interesting. You know, that's like kind of the ideal. Like, I feel like every festival I've been to where it's been like owned. Uh, or kind of seen as like an extractive mechanism for capital is just like really disappointing. Yeah, that's a good point because obviously <laughs> money is going to be a part of it and there needs to be like a way to pay for what's going on, but that doesn't need to affect the programming. Yeah. And like if you're able to, I don't know, people are like funding shit all the time in ways that aren't so insidious as having like, who runs Coachella? Is it like the It's a uh, Black Rock. Voice? I'm just kidding. Golden- <laughs> What's the, the, the company called? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if, if they Black were involved Rock with it. Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's like the Koch brothers. <laughs> that would be so awesome. If the Koch brothers went to Coachella, that would be so no, cool. No, I feel like they fund Coachella. Someone incredibly Teal. evil funds Coachella. I mean, it Coachella. could be Peter Thiel. He probably pays a little it's bit of money. It's not even someone as like down yeah, with the culturally down into, yeah. Yeah. Peter Thiel we're like waiting for you to dance. big level evil. <laughs> 
I have a theory about about <laughs> the the why we see like this uh, slippery slope of like cool music festival to immediately corporate swale. So how many like what was the size of this Crete festival? Like how many people would you say were there? Like four hundred or five hundred. Four hundred or five hundred. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty small, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Yeah. It was all Greek people. It was amazing. Like, well, that- we were the only Americans there, except for, like, another couple that we ended up staying with. We didn't have any plans to stay anywhere. We were just like, oh, shit, we'll just, like, sleep on the beach, like, if necessary. Yeah. Yeah, to get murdered. To get murdered, yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds amazing. To get murdered with a hammer or something on the beach. And people were generally, like, respectful. They were awesome. It was yeah. chill. Yeah, that sounds really nice. So what's your theory? I that mean, it just, once it gets bigger than, like, 5,000? I think it's once it well I, the, the fact that it was also in Greece I feel like they do not have like a strong litigatory system <laughs> um, but I do know in the US like if you have a big if you have a big event I would say over a thousand that opens you up to a huge amount of like liability especially when you have people who are like definitely drunk and high and at festivals you're like it's like a wink wink nudge nudge thing where it's like you're obviously everyone's doing drugs but they're like checking your bags to make sure you're not bringing drugs like it's like this weird thing all because of liability and when you have x amount of people there's like a if you put it on a graph i'm sure there's like a certain pinpoint you could find because once it gets big enough then it's like if somebody fucks up you open yourself up to a lawsuit if you open yourself up to a lawsuit you have to pay your legal defense if you have to pay your legal defense you need money which means if you have a big enough festival in order to protect the next festival that you run, you have to charge them and you have to come up with a way to pay your legal team, basically. It's like, I feel like lawyers are low-key extorting the festival industry. Low-key, lawyers are extorting everyone. If you tried to explain to, like, a medieval peasant the idea of of a lawsuit, they wouldn't be able to understand. that hangs out and it's like, where can I get money out of this? Listen, fellas, figure it out for yourselves, you know? Talk to your fellow man. Yeah, bring back duels. Well, so we're talking about Burning Man. We're burning woman. Burning Man. I feel like my inflection what was What about right Burning there. Them? Burning Them. I mean, I feel like that is what Burning Man is in a lot burning of ways. Them. I'm sure a lot of a lot of eggs have been cracked at Burning Man. You know what I mean? I, I, I feel like there's not a trans vibe there for some reason. Certainly. I feel like people are off their asses. I mean, in a way that like any drug fa- music festival would have trans people, but I feel like it's not like a trans festival. I feel like it's like kind it's of annoying. Not. Well, it's yeah, not like, a trans affirming festival try, try imagining imagine chelsea manning at burning man you can't it's not possible you no, know you but know she'd be I like can, a pariah though. like she'd be like a like she'd be way too like rainbow emoji heart emoji sparkle <laughs> emoji <laughs> but i feel like i mean i feel like a lot of these like silicon valley types are like deeply closed oh yeah i mean talk about the neil no, he's not trans, but I wish that would what? redeem Who's him. Who's Neil? The water guy? No, the um, Nestle, Nestle guy. guy? Yeah, no, I mean, that's why I'm saying it. He seems, he's giving, giving He's probably gay, right? Is he gay? I'm sure he's getting gay. He dick, looks pretty gay. I feel like he, he seems gay to me. That's why I was, uh, he was, he was reminding me of the, the cat boy, the Bronner's cat boy. You know, a lot of these conversations, especially the Woodstock 99, which 
like Firefest had dueling docs that came out at the same time that like I didn't see those documentaries but they I painted a very both. negative They're picture. They're good? It was interesting to compare them. Wait, the Woodstock 99 ones? No, no. the Firefest ones. Oh, I saw the Firefest ones. Woodstock 99 was really good. There was only one documentary about it. No, I thought there were two. There, there were two. two. Oh, I only saw one. I saw both Firefest ones. Yeah, the Firefest ones were interesting because one of them was better but then the other one had all of the footage. Netflix v Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But yeah, all of that like kind of positions Woodstock as this original utopia, the way we talk about a lot of things in the 60s in mm-hmm. a way that I think is not giving us a service in thinking about history in a real way. There's this whole just real like, you know, rose colored glasses on the whole hippie movement. Was Woodstock this utopic, corporate-free music festival that we're chasing after? No. Someone died. People died. People lost their lives. (laughs) Um, A man was killed by being run over by a tractor, which is a bad way to go. In, like, 2002. (laughs) What? Oh, at Woodstock. Woodstock. Listen to me. Uh, Yeah, he was run over by a tractor at Woodstock, and I would not like to be run over by a tractor, because if I'm being run over, I would like to see... Like a truck logo running for me, you know what I mean? Mac truck, Mac truck, Mac truck. Yeah. Either way, tractor doesn't seem very nice to me. No. There were eight-hour traffic jams, which again is just kind of name of the game. Yep. But there were water shortages, and this one's for you, Nina. Six hundred people per toilet. Not very hygienic. Not very nice. Would you have gone to Woodstock, Bobby? Um. I think it's an interesting question simply because I think a lot of the Woodstock hype is kind of more of a demographic question than it is like a question of desire. Like, yes, I probably would have gone. It's like something like I think one in five uh, sort of uh, white people in New York in their 20s or yeah. like went to to Woodstock. That, that's one thing that I wanted to bring up in terms of like it being viewed as a utopia was I think maybe three uh, Richie Haven, Sly Stone, um, I'm forgetting the third person, but there were only three... Jimi Hendrix? Jimi Hendrix, yeah. yeah. Three people of color on the bill of, like, 60 people. It was, like, it, it was put in upstate New York just so it would be almost a segregated audience, you mm-hmm. know? It, you no. have to get all the way out to this rando farm. Yeah, you have to pay a lot of money to get there. So, like, even if it's, like, within the confines of itself, like, a quote-unquote utopia, there's so much work. You can't separate... Like, there's no way to live right in a society that's uh, wrong, fundamentally. So it's like, it'll it'll still get there. You see that with uh, Burning Man. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that's the, I probably would have gone, but I don't think sure. it's any kind of, like, utopia. Like, I would... I don't know. I would like to see the who. <laughs> but what if you met the love of your life there? Remember that? There was that photo, and it was, like, a couple, and they were, like, in a blanket, holding in, in an embrace, and they, like are like old now like boomers they probably like my aunt went to woodstock really yeah she did did she meet the love of her life no she didn't i think it's interesting that you're talking so much about woodstock as a place for romance the one thing that this was making me think of which is a little bit out of left field but just like the purchase of community which is like essentially what's happening and how that was so much of what we were hitting on with our one taste episode in the nicole dadone cult Mm-hmm. where they're, like, paying Nicole Dadone for access to this warm and happy, safe community where they're, like, sexually liberated 
and none of that has to do with the person that they're paying the money to it's all the participants that are like making it happen but they can't exist without this like weird higher up that they're like just giving their money to sororities yeah and it's like just be girlies be friends like jeez it is like sororities it's so weird it's um a huge money maker we should honestly we should start a sorority Mm. i was thinking about like the what you said bobby about like the location aspect of a music festival and sort of of a utopia in general that like it sort of by definition can't happen in the city center which creates this like obvious class divide mm-hmm. where it's like it can't happen where the people are even though the whole idea is community and like reaching the people but like because of you know space and layout and like needing room to have a show they're all in these deserts so they're all have this like like in the beginning barrier to entry and i don't think a utopia needs to be like naturally occurring but i think there's a lot of focus on these like vacation style utopias instead of just like building community like in the city where you are where you will stay and like then there would be less of this antagonistic uh, relationship to the nature because it's like they hate the nature that they're visiting because they're only there for a little bit so they want it to serve their purpose whereas like if you yeah. tried to build community where you already are then you would like have a more of an understanding of the nature. I mean I think that goes back to Burning Man as like an example of people uh, sort of wanting to uh, be in commons with nature but mm-hmm. like not necessarily on the terms that nature itself provides which is Absolutely. one of uh, like not, not being under control like it, it, I don't know. It's like splashing around in a uh, a, a kiddie pool mm-hmm. and uh, yelling that people I don't know have water or something like. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's that's very that's very what it is. It's like I've been thinking about it a little bit as like what we talk about in our van life episode of people like wanting like going towards sort of like cosplaying survivalism but with this it's even more of a negative reaction from the people because the problem is like the chaos that is caused you know like people get trampled people like die from lack of water you know people it's not i'm sure there are you know it's it's in in a small part the nature itself but it's like the reaction to the nature because it's people that don't know it and aren't like prepared for it and aren't willing to do what you need to do so it's all hyped up even more to like a more negative amount when it's people that have a higher barrier to entry and more expectations Mm. which is what i was saying about woodstock i mean there's a million reasons why that's so like hallowed but i think one of them is because it was like gross hippies for the most part it was people that like didn't know what they were going to so they didn't have high expectations they were excited to be there and they didn't like there were these a lot of horrible conditions but it wasn't like i don't even this entitlement i think it was yeah it wasn't it was kind of crunchy but like people were down with it and rolled with the punches well but like what i'm saying you know there it's the same shit where if this happened like the traffic jams and the water shortages you know it's like but now because we know about it as being linked with commodity we have this expectation of like glamping versus like actual camp i think it's interesting to like put like a lot of people talk about woodstock but don't like like to think about altamont which i don't know if you do do you two know about altamont it happened four months later it was the rolling stones were on tour in north america they decided to to recreate 
Woodstock, but in California, in mm -hmm. the middle of a desert. Uh, Ooh, somebody, a la Burning Man. Yeah, a la Burning Man. They, um, a la Burning Man. <laughs> so <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, a guy uh, got stabbed to death by Hells Angels who were acting as <laughs> right, security. Right, they were there security, were no, yeah. It was just like a bad Liability. time for everybody. Everybody understood that this was probably the end of the 60s dream. Just yeah. like if you watch it on like uh, the Martin Scorsese documentary of the Rolling Stones. Uh, it's just like a bad time all yeah. around. Um, just like no sense of crowd control. No sense of like uh, having bathrooms for people. Like 400,000 people showed up to like this like racehorse type uh, thing, you know. And yeah. yeah, they didn't have the means to accommodate it. And can you imagine if there or Woodstock or any Woodstock 99 any of these events if people had like Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat True. and they I could be like it. live streaming their grievances because that's what we really got from Burning Man because like the end result was like everyone got Everyone's out it was fine, fine. someone died but from an overdose moment, like yeah. they do every day yeah like r.i.p to that person i know like, we're truly. not wishing death upon him but it uh, wasn't like a mud related death <laughs> like, yeah because we have like the minute by minute play we get to see every little fuck up and then it's like we're waiting for like the larger festival entity to like react and fix it mm -hmm. whereas like i feel like with these other festivals it's kind of like you you've sorted out and posed <laughs> they didn't get that opportunity so we should have a little empathy for our large corporate overlords who have to deal with this olivia i thought you had a really good idea for mm -hmm. like a future plan yeah so i was thinking that we need to step up you got pretty close to this when you were saying we should start a sorority i think that's a good idea i think we should also have a music festival i want to figure out what like the idea of is to capture this utopia so we're launching now our annual apocalypse wow fest and i was thinking now we could kind of like spitball Yo, can I play? to make it yeah, perfect well, mm -hmm. red, red boys, boys headlining, headlining. yeah <laughs> um i was thinking a way to do crowd control is it could happen like mega church style where like maybe we do like a lottery so like seven people get to actually see the show happening oh, hell and yeah. then everyone else is like up in a room watching it on a tv apparently like that's how some of the u.s open happened so i'm very it's also sheep. how like uh fish do some other concerts oh, really? Bruce scene? Yeah, like like for Where's those the, people have been saying we're the fish of podcasts. The Grateful Dead <laughs> recent tour they did that. <laughs> That's so rude. Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> No, because like people who love us. That? No, I made that oh, up. Oh, you fish. I yeah. because fish is like so meandering and nonsensical. Don't don't talk shit about fish so around me. Like, I will. Oh my god. Oh my god. We, I we will fight point. you. We have a point. Um, <laughs> they're just jamming. Yeah, so we're jamming. We're just, just jamming on that thing. We're just working <laughs> that microphone like the rest of them. Um, so yeah, I was thinking that that could be one way. I was thinking. No corporate sponsorship because that is something that Burning Man was saying that they they don't have visual ads, which I think is good. It's very cool. It's very brave of them because um, it is such a like an assault to the eyes that you don't even like register to have to be at any like sports game, any music festival, and just see fucking ads for like MetLife or whatever. It's horrible. So, but we got to cut those costs somehow. So I was thinking that all attendees 
can donate their plasma and agree to be subject to medical experiments throughout the festival, which would be really good. If anyone's seen Old, have you seen Old, the M. Night Shyamalan movie? No, I have. Is that the beach that makes you old? Yeah, it's the old beach. Um, (laughs) Also, that would be a good, we could could host it on the old beach. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you have to sign a life insurance policy to get in? (laughs) We're reaping so much money. We're pulling out gold teeth and stuff from people after their skeletons. But, okay, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, Old, it's like, it's all, the beach is just like a resort by Big Pharma and they're doing experiments on really? people. Really? Oh, I thought it was like the, the beach I was like definitely a, sat you down and told you like, this before. The beach is an allegory for how time slips through the No, it's fingers. just like a really real thing <laughs> that, that a pharmaceutical company is doing to people They do that be have, doing shit like that. Yeah, they do be putting people in old beaches. They put people in old beaches all the time. <laughs> every old person that you see old <laughs> every old person that you see is actually a young person who went to the old beach so Bobby, old people are a myth you're down to headline at the old beach apocalypse wow fest yeah for sure i'll bring a full band it'll be great yeah sure well we can really have a lot so of you can get a good set <laughs> <laughs> well i was thinking okay i don't want to actually turn people old because that's disgusting we'll turn them old and we'll turn them young again yeah we'll turn them young again through the power of music baby <laughs> and then when they come out they'll be fully programmed Right. Yeah. Well, I was thinking we could give them a lot of like um, experimental drugs and then like do tests on that, and that's a way that we could hit our byline. You know, we're giving. We just like force. We hotbox people in like spice. Like, <laughs> K two. Like yeah. Like fucking lose their minds and then become blank allegiance soldiers to. Apocalypse. I'm just trying to get some good da- data. Yeah, we're gonna tell your data. So. <laughs> That's what we're really getting after. Uh, do you and have any other we, ideas yeah. for our podcast or for our for our music festival, Bobby? Um, I think it should be. Um, I don't know. Was, my immediate thought was like kind of like Riot Girl. Mm-hmm. I think it should be a, a gender completely segregated. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like, that's like a really a good idea. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like an Orthodox shul. Our, our producer once went to shul and he sat in the wrong gendered section. <laughs> he sat with the women? I wanted to see some ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was such a fucking baller move to go to that. that. I was like, fuck no. And Orthodox like, synagogue, sit with the ladies. Say, what's that, ladies? Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> Have you ever seen a man like me before? <laughs> no touching. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a genius idea. Genius idea. Yeah. I think we could get a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Um, so sound off in the comments if you will be attending. Let me know how how good your blood is and what kind of research chemicals you'll be down to do. It doesn't matter. Either way, you already signed the form, the release true. form, by no, listening to this. we're not worried about the, the attendees. But Spawns, if you're interested mm. in sponsoring, this is a big money-making opportunity. Think Woodstock 69 if they took advantage. So if they were yeah, smart, you probably DM girl us bosses. ApocalypseWow6666 at gmail.com. Feel free to inquire. See you at the fest, guys. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Love you. Are you both Jewish? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>